Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in uh, Fellowship. Uh, Glad that you have joined with us this week. Uh, There have been some (laughs) infamous slaps in the culture over the last couple of months, right, Kenny? Yes, yes. Some that will be talked about for ages, apparently. Most recently, there was, of course, the slap at the Oscars where Chris Rock was slapped by Will Smith. Um, after a joke about his wife. If you haven't seen that one, then you just haven't been paying attention at all because yeah. it's everywhere. It's on videos. I was working out in the Y this morning, and there was like a screen. You know, they have like screens up, and there was a clip. I mean, somebody oh, was probably showing a new show, right? Yes, they were showing uh-huh. that clip and talking about it. So that is a very infamous slap. But not the only one. In February, uh, Juwan Howard, the basketball coach at the University of Michigan. My team. What kind of school... <laughs> does this, right? That's my school. Juwan Howard slapped an assistant coach on Wisconsin's team after the game. He was upset with something. It was kind of a, you know, um, anyway, they're going through the, like, the hand, they're supposed to be shaking shaking hands. hands, They're in the shaking hands line. And Juwan Howard got upset and slapped the coach there. So everybody in the sports world was talking about that particular slap. I think he got got suspended suspended for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. yeah, but he came back in time. To and beat put, Tennessee. I was about to say, he came, came back, back in time, time to, to put Tennessee. Tennessee out of the tournament. Yeah. I'm not bitter about that at all. <laughs> so uh, we're not – so those are two kind of infamous slaps. But we're not necessarily going to uh, address those particular situations. If you want to see people addressing them, it is not hard to find Non-stop. all kinds of discussion about them. But they are somewhat related to diversity and fellowship. So can you explain how that could be possible? Yeah, so, you know, when I look at the different responses to these incidents, there, there appears to be a difference in understanding the, the triggers that contribute to these, these incidents. So when I see kind of white people respond to them, they tend not to, to understand why these situations escalated to the point where somebody ends up being slapped. While me and and other black people, we can understand precisely why these matters escalated right. going to on. that point. Yeah. yeah, we can look at the situation and say, "Yeah, I get it. I get why that escalated." Not saying that we would necessarily agree with how they handle those situations, right? Yeah, but we would say, "Yeah, I understand um, why this person felt like they were disrespected to the point where they had to do that." Right. And and what that underscores to me is that there seems to be some difference in what each culture considers disrespectful. Right. And while they may be while they may be understood within their culture, they're not necessarily understood outside of that culture. It's right. confusing. Yes. And so we can we it's good for us uh, as followers of Christ who are trying to share the gospel with all nations, Mm -hmm. to discuss those differences so that we don't unintentionally cause one of these incidents. And get slapped. And get slapped or or, or start, or, or, you know, people just feel offended and disrespected and and, want to slap you for real. But 
mm-hmm. um, don't do that. So, um, wh- when what are some opp- what are some scenarios, William, where this knowledge may help us with diversity and fellowship? Yeah, I think I'm. Mean, you know, probably the. Uh, I mean, the most obvious is like if you're, you know, if you're a local church and you know you're going, you're going on a mission trip and you're going to a culture that's different from yours. I mean, you want to do the best that you can to try to understand anything that would be offensive in that culture. Yes. Um, so on the mission trips that I've gone to, you, you, you know, to when I've gone to like when I've left America, you know, when I've gone outside of America. I mean, we've had we've tried to do some kind of training to better understand, like, hey, this is offensive here. This, you know, don't don't do this, don't say this. Um, and and honestly, some of it was 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 crazy because I was like, I would have never even thought that this, you know, that this right. would be offensive or uh, that this would be something that you would do or wouldn't do. Um, you know, when when we went on our trip to Indonesia, I mean, one of the things was uh, making sure you take your shoes off. You know, now that one was, yeah. I, I, you know. But that was a big one, you know, was taking your right. shoes off. You know, if you didn't take your shoes off, it was very offensive to the host, you know. And so yeah. in America, that's just not that big of a deal. But uh, I mean, in some places it is. But but um, in some cultures, that's a very that's a very offensive thing. And right. you're not trying to be offensive, but you can really offend somebody by uh, not, not doing that. You said when we were uh, recently, we're trying to do some Filipino partnership and working uh, right among uh, our Filipino brothers and sisters. And you. Did you have like a training? Yeah, or something we had a where breakout. Yeah, we had a breakout session where um, someone who served in the in the context before as a right. missionary. Yes, she basically spent this whole breakout session mm-hmm. talking about things that would be uh, unusual for us, and and a mm-hmm. lot of those things was like there there are certain things that are considered disrespectful mm-hmm. in their culture that we would be yes. um, completely oblivious to. Yes. Like, and I was like, uh, <laughs> good thing, you know, it's good for us to sit through those things because you, you go over there doing stuff that you normally do. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes, are that you normally would consider disrespectful, but it's not disrespectful for them. Yes. Right. I have a story about that one. Yeah. Tell so it. like we went on a mission trip, you know, up to New York uh, in the fall to and we partnered with some Filipino pastors up there. Great brothers, man. You know, and yeah. I got to do some work in there. And we were at like I got to preach at one of the one of the house churches. And, you know, afterwards we were sitting around fellowship and, and talking and whatever. And one of the pastors was remarking about one of the females and making, I mean, like really what I would consider crazy, harsh statements about her physical appearance. Really? I mean, this is a clear no-no. In, and, I mean, when he said it, I mean, I bet my eyes got huge. You know, <laughs> wow. So I was like, what did he just say? And, like, he looked at me and started laughing. She looked at me and started laughing. And they said, in the Filipino culture, we're just honest about what we look like. And Right. And I was like, <laughs> not in the white culture. That is not what you do. That is not what you, you know? do at and all. So, but they were they. I mean, they laughed hard at me because of my. I mean, I Your was discomfort. like, I can't believe he just said that. Yeah, you know, it still makes me. Un- I don't even want to say out loud what he said because <laughs> right. it makes me uncomfortable. Um, but, but yeah, that would be disrespectful, right? Yes, I mean that for was, us. For us, it would be totally. You know, if he said that in in uh, a different culture, he could. And I, you know, he knew that. He recognized that. But he also recognized. I mean, he was loving that my response and was laughing. Yeah, we we laughed a lot that trip, so it was a lot of fun. But but yeah, it, it just illustrates the the necessity of kind of uh, within the church and um, the the need for 
uh, kind of understanding different cultures. What's something else maybe that could a uh, reason why this would be helpful? Yeah. So if you're serving in, in a local context where right. there's uh, different ethnicities than your own, then you need to mm-hmm. know um, those things in, in that culture that are considered disrespectful. Right. I mean, this is why you, I mean, we have stuff like gentrification and we have things like uh, the, the white savior complex that yeah. black people talk about is that, um, you haven't taken the time to really understand, hey, some of mm-hmm. these things can be viewed differently, even though you may have good intentions. Some of these things may be, can be viewed in a way that appears to be disrespectful to the people you're actually trying to serve. So, I mean, it's always good to, to partner with people in that context um, before you go in to, to kind of know those things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think in that scenario, you need to you need to have the knowledge of, hey, mm-hmm. if you say this, if you do this, that may be considered disrespectful. I mean, even it, you, you kind of threw out there the issue of gentrification. I think a lot of white folks don't know what that is. Right. We're so, going to do an episode on that. Uh, so well, give us soon. a brief for our white for, listeners that are listening now. That Yes, the idea of you're, you're coming in and you're you're trying to help a community, but you end up hurting it. Mm-hmm. Right. You end up hurting the people that right. are actually living in that community with right. the things that you are doing to try to improve the community. And right. then you end up um, basically pricing them out the community mm-hmm. and they end up leaving. And right. the community ends up being uh, majority culture instead of minority culture right. uh, over the long term. So, again, we'll we'll talk about that probably more in, in, a, yeah. in, in another episode. But I think it's a good example good. of I mean, even language like I think that yeah. the language of gentrification probably for a lot of. White people may or may. I mean, I know for me, I don't know that I would have known. Yeah, you know what that was without conversations with you and others. And so, anyway, yeah, um, yeah, not being sensitive to hey, this is what we do as a culture, and you come in and you try to do things differently, and, right. and you're actually thinking you're improving it, but you're really uh, mm-hmm. being disrespectful yeah. or, or inconsiderate at at best, right? Um. I mean, it's going to be a problem yeah. if you're really trying to serve in those communities. So, yeah, uh, we got to be mindful of that. Uh, what else would you say, brother, as far as scenarios that would be helpful in learning these things? Well, I mean, just traveling in general. Yeah. I mean, you know, just leaving the country and going to other countries, whether you're going for a mission trip or you're just going to be there or whatever. Hey, you're still a Christian on vacation. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> you're still I, a Christian. I hope, I yes. hope if you're not, then, yes. uh, yeah. So uh, you you were laughing about the example with the 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 three point sign that NBA players make. Yeah, is apparently extremely. Uh, it's an expletive. It's an expletive in, in Brazil. It's like throwing up the finger or something, right? Right in Brazil. Yeah. So when the NBA players were playing ball in Brazil for the Olympics or what you know. They were told, hey, don't do the three points. Don't right. hold up the three-point sign after you make a three-pointer. And they did it every, almost every time they made a three-pointer. Mm. And while they were playing in the United States or Canada, yeah. they made this sign. Yeah. And this this sign, this particular sign, is very disrespectful yeah. in Brazil. And so they're... The, the Olympics was in in Rio in 2016, so right. you're going yeah. <laughs> you're going over there playing, and that. you have to yeah. suppress you that. Not do that after doing it probably thousands upon thousands of no. times. You have to suppress that, and so I mean it's good to know. It's good that the the league was like, hey, you're going to a different country, right? Let's be aware that is extremely yeah disrespectful to them and. Yeah. 
don't do it there. Hmm. And so, you know, just different scenarios that you just don't know about. It's always hmm. good to just, you know, um, learn those things before you go. Right. Yeah. And so let's, um, dive into some like specific examples yeah yeah well of, uh, which we just gave I mean, that we gave some spe- yeah, specific yeah. examples there um but let's get some more culturally specific examples uh that may be considered disrespectful we talked we talked about some of these um even when we did the episode called the n-word earlier yeah yeah um Go some that are obvious that and mm-hmm. and not so obvious but right um like for me when I when I think about the Jawan Howard incident, like mm-hmm. a lot of people was like, why did he get so, <laughs> like, why did he get to the, angry to the point where he felt like he slapped somebody? And I was like, well, first of all, he shouldn't have been that angry, sure, considering the the circumstances during that game. But when he was walking to shake hands, the the opposing coach like put his hand on him, mm-hmm. and I think he was trying to calm him down and trying yeah, to yeah. explain himself. Mm-hmm. But for a black man who's already angry at you, yeah, it didn't help. You do not put your hand. And yeah. it, it, it's almost like you're, like for me, I looked at that and I was like, he, he's almost trying, like a, a patriarchal role, like a master slave. Yeah. Like I'm trying to right. Let me let me explain this for you. Right. Right. Like, like let you're me being condescending. Let me, let me white mansplain it. Right. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, you do not do yeah. that mm-hmm. you do not do that and and again i do not think Jawan handled that situationally handled that situation properly right but i'm really hoping they shut down the michigan basketball program <laughs> <laughs> i think that's you, fair you don't even want, i think that's the right program you don't even right want move. him just removed you want nah, the whole program shut it all down ncaa it's where obvious at. like no institutional integrity whatsoever not, right? we got to shut yeah, it all down shut it all down but Football. yeah it was, it was like i knew at that point like this was escalating. Like in his mind, he went from maybe six to ten. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, because having someone, especially a white man, you know, mm-hmm. with the history of our country, put put their hands on you when you're already angry. Yeah. I don't care if their intention is to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel some sort of way about that as a black man. Yeah. And so, don't. I mean, that is not a good idea. And it's, I mean, it's good for me to think through that because I, I, so I, I think in my, in, I think about times when I've been upset, you know, with somebody, of course, you know, most of my situations have been like in, you know, if it's in the church or if it's in a relationship, whatever, I have this kind of natural tendency to want to kind of pat a guy on the shoulder or say, yeah. Hey, we're okay. You, you know, like, cause I view that as a way of, a way to deescalate when what you're saying is, is in certain scenarios that all that's going to do is actually be way it's just going to make things way worse you know and so i mean it's just good for me to to think through that and be like hey maybe the best thing to do is keep my hands to myself you know and uh try to try to look for other ways to de-escalate you know what i'm saying so um i think you know from the will smith's uh will smith incident you know it, it's not good to talk about a black woman's hair no. i mean i've i've learned that um r- really i would say and this kind of goes back to my uh, example earlier, but you want to be very, very careful when you're talking about a female's appearance, you know? I mean, in, in, any, in any sense, right? And, uh, I mean, I, I, think that, I, think that's, uh, I think that's important just to understand kind of where um, part of where Will Smith was coming from. His, his comment, you know, to uh, keep, uh, keep, my, keep my name out of your mouth, you know, that, yeah. that kind of language, right? That's 
uh, that's something that's uh, cultural as well. I, th- I think that was something I, as a um, as a majority person, I haven't heard a whole lot, you know. But but now I understand. Oh, okay, that's a kind of a that's something that um, is o- is often said. And so again, those are just kind of some some examples, you know. Yeah. Um, what would what would be an example? What do you think is an example in the majority culture? Right. So I the 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 response that I see the majority culture have in in general to um, what they consider disrespect towards the flag or the anthem or America in in general, like not standing for the flag, having your hat on while the anthem is playing, not having your hand over your heart or uh, things like that, or just saying anything that would put America in a bad light. Mm, like yeah. The majority culture seems to to take those things as disrespect mm-hmm. while, like me, I'm looking at that like, well, what is the big right? Why, the is big that fuss? A, why is that a big deal? Right? Yeah. Why, why mm-hmm. is this a big deal? Mm-hmm. Why is it a big deal that my hand is not over my heart? Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can be standing, right? And it, you know, <laughs> but if, right. if my hand is not over my heart, it's like, okay, I'm being, uh, there's some sort of disrespect happening here. Mm-hmm. And like, why are we playing the national anthem in in certain uh, contexts in the first place, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just always wondering those things. Whereas the majority culture it's, seems to be normal and yes. mm-hmm. and just really considered disrespectful if you mm-hmm. um, if you don't do that. Like I I remember in the 1968 Olympics when in the 1968 Olympics. When um, Tommy Smith and and John Carlos, when they had the their hand up, um, <laughs> you know, protesting mm-hmm. after they won their event, and you know, for black people, that's a source of pride, right? But for you know, the majority culture, it was a sh- source of anger and yeah. and shame. You know, you're making yeah. America look bad, right? And so, you know, different things viewed in in different cultures, and you know, and most of that has to do with just a historical view of America. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and like I said, I mean it I think it's people are viewing the actions completely differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas you, you know the minority culture is saying, hey, let's talk about uh police brutality or let's let's talk about how the the freedoms that are being celebrated we we haven't been able to celebrate. I mean like are we are we struggling to celebrate or we you know, we're struggling to enjoy Whereas the majority culture views that as, you know, I mean, I'm a guessing here, but for, for the majority, I, I think um, they are viewing that as, hey, th- this is personal. Like, my, I have family members who served in the military, or I had, you know, my grandpa died in this war, or, um, you know, you're talking about my country, you know, this is yeah. my country, you know, and my country is great, and we don't talk about the bad things. <laughs> and so I, I think. Now again, we're not defending that. I'm just saying I think that I think that's um, I think man, just understanding the different perspectives, you know, is uh, man, really, 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 really important, you know, and and understanding where other people are coming from, which kind of leads to the question that I think we need to kind of need to settle on is is how how should we as Christians kind of respond to this tension and difficulty and in these problems and these offenses that come up. Yeah, I think you know naturally for us, our our common refrain is to lead with grace, right? Because we have to un- understand that some of the disrespect is unintentional; it, it's it's done out of ignorance. 
And so for us to go from, you know, zero to 10 immediately as followers of Christ, it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, just, you know, thinking about these incidents, like I don't think there's any maliciousness um, on the part of either party, any offended party necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so for, for, for us to immediately go, you know, to the point where, we're putting our hands on people. That's definitely right. not biblical. Right. I mean, the biblical response is to to do what Matthew 18 says, is that right. when, when yeah. your brother or sister offends you, go and show them his fault just between the two of you. Right. Like, you don't do it publicly. You don't publicly... Um, Showing them his fault doesn't begin with a slap. Doesn't is begin with a slap. not a good and, place and, and, to start. And, and even if you do it privately, you, you s- don't slap them privately. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, you come over to this room. I need to talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, you, you right. definitely don't begin with the slap. You right. begin and and probably shouldn't ever get to the point where yes. you're slapping right. somebody. Yes, but yeah, that that's the the proper response is to to lead with grace to to understand that hey, this is probably not give people the benefit of the doubt. It's probably mm. not done maliciously and not escalate to the point where you're putting hands on folks. Right. What else would you say, brother? I think for me, the the thing that's helped more than probably anything is just building relationships with people who are in other ethnic groups uh, to just have conversations, to learn what's disrespectful. And that's that's more than just, uh, hey, I want let's go do lunch and I want to talk to you about all the things that are offensive and, you know, in your cult. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, I want to get to know you. I want to be a friend. I want to hang out. I want to, you know, and, and, and in those interactions and in those talk talking and in that discussion, you can be open and frank, and you can have questions and have can have conversations. Um, and I think, you know, along with that, you know, we'd say be intentional about, you know, learning what's culturally offensive. You know, you can do that, in, in a, you know, through books. You can do it through articles. You can whatever. Uh, asking other, uh, someone from another ethnicity, hey, what's a, you know, uh, what's a good place to start? I think you do have to be careful. I've heard, you know, those in the minority culture kind of say, hey, look— <laughs> We don't want to do all the work here for you, you know. Yeah. Like, and so I think I think you have to be sensitive to that. But but the, you know if you're just if you're just building a relationship with somebody because you want to learn about um, their ethnicity, that's that's not that's not a good motive for building a relationship with somebody, right? You build a relationship with someone because you want to know who they are and get to know them and love them and and yeah, that may, I mean part of it may be yeah I want to get to know you and love you because you're from a different ethnicity than me. I want to understand you know your background and your experiences, but but that's different from just uh, I'm you're a project you know like I want to learn from you you know I mean I think we have to be careful with that. But if we're building true genuine relationships with people who are outside of our ethnicity, then that's obviously going to help us be become aware of some of those things that might be offensive that we weren't aware of before. Yeah. So. Anything else you would add there? Yeah, I would. I would say for um, those of us who <laughs> find ourselves in these situations, that follow Romans twelve eighteen. Right. If possible, so far as it depends on you, leave live peaceably with all. Mm. And so the the point I'm trying to make is like don't cause unnecessary offense. Like if you like going into a situation and knowing that this action could be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like there are some times where you do need to fight battles, right? That's you need, right. You do need to fight for justice, but there's other times where 
Um, everything doesn't have to be a battlefield. You don't mm-hmm. have to cause mm-hmm. unnecessary offense. So for me, even though I understand, like I'm, I'm still kind of confused and still don't necessarily understand uh, all the the um, brouhaha over the anthem type stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to do it. Right. Like for me, that's just me in particular because I believe it, you're, we can cause unnecessary offense. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to, for me, it's just not going to to move the ball forward. Right. Um, somebody else may see it differently, and and that's that may right. be fine. But right. for me, it's just it's not going to move the ball forward. And when we're fighting for justice, hmm. and so I'm not going to cause unnecessary offense in those situations. I'm going to follow the the tradition and and mm-hmm. and do it. And you know, for three minutes, I'll <laughs> you know right. however long the right. the anthem takes, I'll I'll follow what's. Um, expected because I don't want to offend my my brother or sister. Mm-hmm. I mean the the example is um, Jesus when when they ask if he pays the temple tax, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm the son, right? The son doesn't have to play. <laughs> the son doesn't right. have to pay. But then he right. sends Peter to get coins out of the fish's mouth. Oh, if we just all not, do that, can we just do that more? Can, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. It's As a crazy not story. to offend, right? Yes. Or well, the point is not that. Well, I mean, part of the point is he can get coins out of a fish's mouth he would have paid if he had it in his pocket too but Mm -hmm. the point is he paid it right even though he had a a justifiable reason to not pay the temple tax Mm -hmm. and so even if you know you're in those situations and you're like i don't understand why this is disrespectful like it 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 might be best to just go ahead and follow along Mm -hmm. so that you don't cause unnecessary offense yeah yeah and i think i I think that I mean, one of the things that gets talked about a lot, like with like in mission trips or whatever, depending on your view on alcohol, but like, uh, you know, like you sit down at a meal and you're served alcohol in certain cultures and it's offensive not to drink. Yeah. You know, whereas some people would say, you know, they're a teetotaler. They're, they would never drink. Right. But they get in those situations and they're like, man, I don't want to cause offense, you know, or yeah. whatever. And so I, I think I think sometimes we have to, you know, we have to try to really ask is, I don't know, is this a hill to die on? You know, right. That, and I struggle with that because I'm, you know me, I'm princi- pr- principles <laughs> very, all very the time. Yes. Yeah. And so that can be helpful in certain situations and it can be uh, unhelpful in other situations. And I think uh, a lot of times in these, in these kinds of things, uh, I need, I need to, uh, I need to be, I mean to love people more than I love my principles. Right. right. Uh, I think that's, I think that's important. So, yeah. All right. Well, that leads to our, crazy question for the day, Pastor Kenny, and uh, we've been talking about the the Will Smith situation, which happened at the Oscars. Yes. So let's have a crazy question about the Oscars. Right. So, brother, if you won an Oscar, what category would it be for? If I won an Oscar, yes, the category... Mm-hmm would be for best score best score best score because i'm when i'm watching a movie mm, i'm yeah. very uh perceptive of the score for some some weird reason like if the if the score is bad it's hard for me no matter how good the movie may be the acting or whatnot it is hard for me to sit through a movie where the score is bad that's crazy and it really stands out to me when the score is good I don't think I've ever noticed a score being good or bad. Oh, like, bad. I mean, I'm just... 
I've I've listened. It's, it's I've, like I've watched some movies where the score was like just top notch, and I was like, man, they they did an awesome job. They hammered with it. The I score. love that movie. And there's been good movies where I was like, that movie was great, but that score was terrible. Like maybe mm. they spent all the money on the actors and the yes. director and all Which the effects and whatnot. They should. They should do all. And that. they were like, I'm just gonna get my cousin to do this score. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't never written no music in his own life. Music. Hey, he a DJ. He DJ, <laughs> he DJ. on the side. <laughs> we go. We gonna have him do the score. <laughs> He's like, hey man, could you do this? Sure, yeah. man, I got that. I so got I would that. probably spend way too much time on the score, but I would okay. make sure that score was tight. Yeah, and I would win an Oscar for it. Best score. Yeah. Okay. What about you, brother? So I I would do something. You know, I'm not super into to acting or anything. So and and I like music, which is weird because I love music. But I don't like um, like instrumental score type. That's yeah. not my. That's not really my thing. I don't really enjoy that. I, but I do love one of my favorite things is when a song, you know, in a movie, really like a like a popular song or something I know really fits with the you know really fits with um, what's happening. Yeah. I just think that's the best. That's my favorite mm-hmm. thing. And so I don't know if they have an actual category for that where it's like. Because uh, normally, like best song in a movie is like a song that was written for them, right? You know, written for the movie or whatever. But they should have a category if they don't, and maybe they do. I'm not very studied up on the Oscars, but they should have a category for like best song in the moment. Yes, Oscar, <laughs> right? Uh, I right. Watched, I, I so they could pull in an old song and yes, like put so, it in this moment. Yes, like the recent. My example, uh, the recent. There was one of the recent Star Trek movies, and they were about to attack, and they were trying to figure out how to attack this. Uh, this particular like alien or something. Yes. I didn't pay much attention to the details in the movie, but they they found out that by playing music, that it could actually disrupt the communication, right? And they could they could win the win the war or whatever. And so they're like, well, what 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 are we gonna play or what song are we gonna play? And I think it was Captain Kirk or somebody you know was like, hey, I've got an old 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 classic that will that I really think will you know really. And so you're expecting like some kind of score, right, or right, like, right. And they they pop it in and it's the Beastie Boys <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> Listen, everybody, yes. it's a sabotage. Yes. So the sabotage music's playing. They're bombing the whatever. They're winning the war. It was it was great. It yes. was a great moment. Those are the kinds of moments I go to the movies for, Kenny. Amen. That's that's. That's what it's all about. So, right. I don't even know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll come up with a category for that at the Oscars. Yes. Um, so well, we hope that you were not offended by anything that we said today. We hope that you do not feel the need to slap us or any other person. Um, or just Matthew eighteen. Send us an email. Yeah. Or, just know. do that. Just go that. Around, just go right. that around. But uh, thanks so much, guys, for uh, tuning in, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.